You know, the world right now is a really unsettled place. And for such a time as this, women play a most important role in history as peacemakers. The goal of Ladies of Liberty Sound Off is to affect the lives of women in an empowering way through discussion of important issues of the day. So, are you ready? The Ladies of Liberty are ready to sound off. I had a really interesting opportunity the other day. I had my daughter here with a couple of friends of hers, college age. All of them are halfway through their college experience. And I happened to ask a question and they filled me with answers, which has brought me to the subject of college students and perceived quality of education for at the university level during COVID and beyond. And boy, do I have things to talk about. You're going to have to stop me at some point here <laughs> because some of the things that they were saying are sad, infuriating, and I, I think infuriating is the best way to leave it because there's not much at the moment that we can do about it. And I feel bad for these students. And to be fair, I feel bad for the instructors as well because the challenges that they are facing, students and instructors at our universities today are immense because of the pandemic. The pandemic situation at universities today have changed the way students are learning and changed the way instructors are teaching. It is a challenge that no one anticipated, no one could foresee coming, and everyone has had to punt and learn a different way. And that's a huge challenge for students and teachers, but at the moment I'm gonna focus in on the students because their lament is courses going online is the only way that, that students are able to learn right now for the most part. Some universities have in-person classes, but the majority have gone online and people are wired differently as to how they learn. I think everybody can agree with that. So if you take everybody's unique abilities in how they learn, but force them all to learn the same way, which is, I guess, just called audible, I don't know how much visual as in video uh, lessons that they are, they're getting, but audible, they're having to listen to either lectures or they're having to read, just simply read their books and then take an open book online exam. And their big concern, what they shared was the quality of the degree that they are going to receive at the end when they're done, what is it worth? What are future employers going to look at when they say, oh, you're a student of the pandemic. And so I understand your, the quality of your education was possibly less than what it should have been. How did you learn? How well did you learn? What did you retain? And what can we expect from you given that you have received a lesser quality education in their perceived estimation, right or wrong? And what is, it, what is that going to in turn mean for the whole workforce over the next two to four, possibly longer years for those students graduating during and after the pandemic receiving a perceived less than adequate education? So that's very frustrating for me to listen and to hear and to think, 
all of the money that these kids are spending on college educations, what are they getting? What are they getting for this product? Judy and I had an opportunity to discuss product regarding education. And Judy had some amazing things to say about this. I, I am being a, a small business owner and um, it, it, it just is amazing to me to look at the universities uh, and, you know, the state colleges and how they have increased the, the cost of education by over 50%, okay? And yet the quality of the product that they're providing is, is no different. They are turning out these students with huge debt and, and they're saying that if you, can, if you get a, a, um, a, a college education, a bachelor's degree, that you'll have a, about a 50% better chance of getting a good job. And so I looked at what, what, what constitutes a good job. A good job is making 35,000 a year. That's what they consider a good job. So, so these kids, uh, if they're lucky, they get a quote unquote good job with a, a bachelor's degree. And yet they, they're so far in debt, your college education costs you just for four years, a bachelor's degree, close to $120,000. It's, it's approximately $30,000, $27,000 a year these kids are paying. And, and the product that they're buying is, is, is not working. I mean, if I sold a product like that and, and it didn't work, it didn't do what it said it was going to do, Number one, the marketplace would, wouldn't buy it anymore. They'd return what they got. And my, my, I'd go out of business. But, but instead, our government is, is saying, oh, well, they, they, uh, we're going to help these students. So our current administration or the, the, the new administration is saying, uh, we'll pay your student loans. That'll make it better. Uh, and, and that's not making it better. What would make it better is if you held the universities to the state, to the same standards that you hold business to. Don't you agree? I totally agree with you, Judy and Becky. This is a really big subject for me and education always has been because I think that we are so going down the right path, wrong path, sorry what you said is totally true about they're paying all this money and they're not getting a good product. So there is a place right now, there's a few places out there and I'm sorry, I can't think of their names, but that are doing college different. And what they're doing is you don't pay until you get what you paid for, which is a good job in the field that you are being educated in and you don't owe anything for your college. And that's how it should be. Because to your point, if you buy anything else that's worth $120,000 and it doesn't work, then, you know, you, you'd return it. Well, you can't return this education. And I think the quality of the education for the most part that our kids are getting is a joke. 
and I see so many people, first of all, we, we've bastardized what people are taking in college to a ridiculous degree and they can get degrees in literally there's classes in the meaning of Beyonce's music. That's what you want to take in college. We ought to be teaching our kids how to survive and succeed in life with whatever degree that they earn. Therefore, if you're going to pay for a degree, hopefully it's in something that makes sense that you can get a job in. And secondly, I was just reading an article, which I thought was really interesting. I wish I had that in front of me too, because it goes to this uh, about a young man who, who just made millions and millions of dollars. And he said that only time he started to succeed was as soon as he left college, dropped out of college. There's things that people have within them that are entrepreneurial spirits that I think are squashed in college. And they're kind of taught to be little robots and go down this road. And when you leave that and you use your own mind and your own um, talents to do something, people can succeed wildly. Is college a bad thing? No, but I think that the way that we're doing it is bad and the cost of it is ridiculous. And when you pair that with what Becky said, as far as now we're doing it online and we're still paying these ridiculous prices and then they want to give it to us for free or give it to those kids for free. However, Becky, probably you are helping your daughter pay for college. And how do you feel about other people getting it for free while you have to pay? I mean, th these are all big issues. And then is the result, like you said, going to be something that makes sense for your daughter and her friends and all the youth going to college down the road for them? Because $35,000, listen, I hire people and Judy, I'm sure you do as well, for well more than that, who have no college education, who do a really good job for my company. So they didn't need to spend any money on college to get a job well over $35,000. Um, I, I don't know. There, there's a lot of questions in there. My daughter introduced me to a comedian that I really enjoy. And he had a joke that Mary and I now state frequently, which is perfect for this segment because <laughs> the, the joke is this comedian got his degree in English. And the way he words it, he said, I spent $120,000 for a degree in a language I already knew. <laughs> it's just like, it's, and, and so he's like, I wasted my money. I feel like I right. wasted my money. And so that is, that's where my daughter's head is at right now is, is she seriously had to consider when they came home for five months, uh, several months ago during that break that they got from school, do I go back? Is it worth spending that kind of money if my degree is going to be less than my expectation or not serve me very well? The whole purpose of the degree is to serve you afterward. And if it truly isn't going to, that is a consideration a lot of these young people are having to make right now. That's some real money. 
This $120,000? That's big. That's big, big money that they, not only them, but I can't even conceive dropping that kind of debt on a kid's shoulders. And lots of students are having to take out student loans because their parents can't afford to help them. And when they graduate and have forty dollars to $120,000 debt on their shoulders, that's a really difficult way to end your Start college out. career and then, and then go to a future employer and say, yes, I have a degree in English, a language I already know. So I right. can help you with, I have experience in I, some of the kids who are supposed to be doing internships can't even do the internships. So, right. I was, I was going to share with you the experience that my niece is having. She is graduating this year as a senior uh, and she'll graduate with a bachelor's in social work. uh, And, and she paid for an internship. So she got an internship, but she has to pay for it back, back in my day, an internship would pay you or not pay you, but you never had to pay for the internship, but that's what they do now. Uh, And so she has to pay for this internship. And since, uh, you know, the lockdown and all of that, literally her professors are saying, you got to figure out something to do because the plan that we had for you is out the window because uh, the program's for the kids, you know, the kids aren't in school. So you got to go out there yourself and, and find something to do. Can you imagine that? What, Crazy. What, what, <laughs> what degrees or what do each of your, your niece and, and Becky, your daughter, what, what is it that they are striving to uh, get from college? That's a, so, That's a whole other session for my daughter, but yeah. to me, your, your answer would be easier, I think. Well, I mean, well, my, uh, it's, there's, so I've got my daughter, my nephew, and my niece. Okay, so my daughter is a junior uh, at a, the, a state university, and she's majoring in anthropology and marine archaeology. So this is a real specialized, obviously, degree. Uh, and I have no idea what she's going to make, but I told her personally, I said, don't worry about the money, honey, do what you love because you're going to be doing it for the rest of your life. So make sure you love what you do. And so she, she's doing, doing that. Uh, and, and my nephew is majoring, he'll have a bachelor's in performance. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but he, he's, he's in the, the theater program, the music program. Now, can you imagine? He, he's, mm, no. he's trying, he's standing there on Zoom with this mask on trying to sing opera. Okay. <laughs> Why would and you have to wear a mask for on Zoom? I don't know. No, that's the question. That is the question. I don't know craziness outrageously craziness and but i i i i'm so sad for him because i think he's paying all this money he is not going to be able to perform he's not learning from anything from anybody how can you learn your craft that way and yet 
they're paying full tuition for this. Is he a singer? He's a singer. He's an opera singer? Uh, He's not an opera singer, but he's, um, that's one of the things that they have to master. Okay. I'm well, one of the classes. He's a really good singer. Just have him go on the voice. And yeah. I know. <laughs> just go on the voice. It's free. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. In my, it's free. My daughter is, was a theater education major where she, her long-term goal was to teach theater and direct high school plays. She is also a junior. And at the beginning of her junior year, of course, she switched her major. So <laughs> without a passion other than theater, but there were other reasons why she wanted to get out of that. She now has, a, her degree will be in interpersonal and public communications. Doesn't know what she's going to do with that. And that's part of her frustration is she feels like her degree is going to be worthless. And, and what does she do with that kind right. of degree? And what are right. future employers going to say when they look at this degree and say, okay, communications, uh, what sort of experience can you get in this situation when internships are perhaps not possible at all? Or right think now. about people in the science field. Can you, can you go anywhere where there are labs to do your scientific experiments and there or I'm I'm running out of time here but I want to say I don't know what the answer is but I think there needs to be some adapting and there needs to be some way that the the students can continue to learn and have these degrees be worthwhile again I don't know what that answer is but the problem is the, is the perceived degree, the quality of education that is happening all over the nation. I can't speak for other countries, but what's happening right here, the quality of education currently because of the pandemic is considerably less, considerably less than what it was and it was already in doubt. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older, until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Don't miss an episode of the Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. Subscribe to the podcast. And for the latest news and inspiration, join us back at AmericaOutloud.com. Welcome back. You are listening to these three fabulous ladies chat away about the demise of our college education system. 
Um, I'd like to introduce to you my friend Becky Kolminen. Hi, Becky. Hello. <laughs> and my my other fabulous friend Linda Martinelli. And um, I'm Judy Moran. And we're talking about the situation that we find um, our students, our young, the young generation that's going to college right now, what what they're experiencing. And I, it's interesting because so I'm a mom, and I have a college age daughter and college age uh, nephew and niece, and the, their experience is a very difficult one. And for me. Uh, you were saying earlier, Linda, you know, what is it like to help to pay for um, this education? And then the idea that maybe the, the new administration is going to, to use our tax dollars to, to pay off their debt. And I don't, that's very, as a, as a um, mom, as a parent who has sacrificed and saved for her children's education, um, it, it, it's very frustrating for me because I think, okay, I've made sacrifices. I, I took the money that I probably would have put away for my retirement and I'm putting it towards their college education because I personally had to pay for my own schooling back when, and I got student loans uh, and, and a job and paid my way through college. And I got one of those really super low interest loans that you guys might remember Jimmy Carter gave us at 10 and a half percent. Do you remember that? Anybody? I but <laughs> I, yeah, I, don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was, I mean, that, that I, it's kind of a joke. I mean, that was such a high interest rate, but I paid that off and now I, I'm paying for my daughter's education. And now, now they want to pay, pay off, other people's student loans. And I think, man, should I, so I've got another year left for her. Should I go and make her go get some student loans in case they're going to be paid off? I don't know. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm being penalized for, for making the sacrifices. I don't, and I don't understand, I understand that they want to lift the burden of the students who have had to have jobs and work their way through college and uh, get student loans. I understand that they want to lift that burden. And yet, is that going to fix anything? I don't think that's going to fix anything. I think the fact that we have a system, an education system, that has increased the cost of their product by over 50% in the last five years. And, and, and it's not a better quality product. I agree with you. And you know, the, the waste that they have in the upper administrations and in colleges is just disgusting. So they spend a lot of the money and a lot of these colleges, by the way, they, they have um, programs where they get money from alumni, right? So they have huge amounts of money coming in anyway. And then you want to overcharge the students, but then you go take all these people on trips and junkets and you, you know, buy all this food to put out for everybody. They, they just waste a tremendous amount of money. This is uh, the government on steroids. As far as I'm concerned, there's no way that education should cost what it costs. And 
supply the kind of education that our kids are getting. And, you know, it's a catch 22 for the kids. And I'm sure for both of your kids where they need to have a college education to get where they want to go, but yet it's such a, I don't know, all I can say is a rigged system. It's, it's just not a good system. You have over 90% of the professors being liberal and twisting their minds while they're there. I just wish we could get back to very basic education where they're teaching what they need to teach. And it's not about brainwashing our kids. And I'm a firm believer in things that Betsy DeVos has been trying to do in trying to have more apprenticeship programs and more programs that actually do good for kids. And in listening to both of you say the things that your kids want to do, I'm just wondering, especially Becky, your daughter, could she go into some sort of job where she gets hands-on learning at this time rather than the college thing because I just think a mentor will take you much farther than a college will I I have to tell you that you know I run a very successful business and I don't have a degree in running my business I do have a degree in political science because I wanted to be an attorney but then I took a left turn as a lot of us do I went into the police department and as it turned out, my dad owned a uh, printing and prom- promotional company. And he asked me to come in and do some things for him in the time that I wasn't working. And I did those things for him. And I ended up years later opening my own business just like his. And it's been highly successful. I have no specific education in that field at all but I do have my own common sense and my business has been very successful. So I think that, and and I'm privileged to mentor other people to do the same as I have done. And I, and I don't feel the need to go to college and, and, you know, learn what they can tell me to that point. My son went to college and he took business classes And what did he do? He came home every day and he told me everything that I was doing wrong in my business. And I said, let me, Adam, you know, let me go talk to your instructor because that instructor had no real knowledge of running a business ever, but was trying to teach it. And I I just so opposed that. And now years later, you know, my son sees that mom was right. And mom's business is just fine. And I do it the right way. And his instructor is the one who didn't know what they were talking about. Well, in in what you just said, Linda, you know, already there has been perceived doubts about the worth of a four-year institution. And there had, there was a starting trend to rethink the four-year institution and say, you know what, our costs have gotten out of hand for a four-year institution. My husband went to a state-funded university and was able to pay for that five-year excursion on his own by working at a, a local bar. He was able to pay for school. It is no longer in any way, shape, or form that I know uh, an option for students to be able to pay their own way through college because as much as you would want to work, if you worked 
20, 30 hours a week, you still couldn't pay to put yourself through college these days. So there was a trend starting before the pandemic as to rethinking that four-year institution and considering community college, start at a community college and get your undergrad, the, not undergrad, but the, the basics, the English, the math, the basic education finished, and then perhaps transfer to a four-year college to earn that prestigious degree, if that's what employers, future employers are looking at, is that, was it a four-year institution better than community college or the apprenticeship or the mentorship where people are learning to become plumbers or electricians and those absolutely necessary things that unfortunately society has very strong opinions about. And those opinions, I think, need to be rethought. I think there is very much a social stigma problem with the two-year institutions, the apprenticeships, mentorships, and it becomes a social thing to do to go to a four-year institution, graduate yeah, from home. Until your toilet doesn't work. Then, right. <laughs> then so you why, need that plumber. <laughs> I, so why is society well, that's the thing. looking down their nose at anything less than a four-year degree? But the system is stacked against you if you yeah. don't have an education absolutely Completely. and i can tell you from personal experience i i worked my way through college and while i was in college fell madly in love and chased my husband all the way to la from michigan and didn't finish my degree all right that was back in the 80s and at that time though you were still able to work your way up in different industries. So although I didn't have a college education, I started as a stock girl in the cosmetic industry and I finished my career out as a regional vice president and of sales. And it was, in, it was a wonderful, incredibly fabulous career. And then I stopped and, and had babies. And 10 years later, I went to go, go back, right? Back yeah. into the industry. And I couldn't even get an interview because everything's online. So you submit your resume. They didn't care about, the computer did not care about my experience. The, they weeded me out from the get-go because I didn't have that four-year education. And they, they were really missing out on a fabulous person. Don't you think? Here, here. And, and <laughs> I absolutely think so. But here's, here's a solution for that. You know, I, oh my gosh, that, that's such a hot point because the, these companies that just do this online make me crazy because they don't take into account the person. And it, it is the person that you're hiring there's just so much to be said for that. You know, my, one of my other sons, he, he could sell ice to Eskimos and he does. Um, he, he wanted to be a firefighter at, I think he was 17 or 18 years old. And he decided that he was going to be a firefighter and, you know, you have to do all the whole thing online, right? No, there's millions of people that are out there filling that stuff out. You are lost in a sea of people. 
he did what he always does. And I love him so much because he's like his mom. He walked into the fire station, asked to meet with the captain and he, and he did, or the chief, I don't know. He did. And the man saw him, loved him, and he was hired on for the next class. And that's how you do it. You've got to step outside the box and not be a little fish swimming in a big pot of fish. You've got to step outside and do something different to say, here I am, here's who I am. You know, forget this online. I tell my daughter the same thing. She's got a master's degree in forensics and she's got a a master's degree in biology. And she has had a very successful career in a pharmaceutical company. Um, In fact, with, with the company that makes remdesivir for the, for COVID. And Wow. Now, now when she moved to Texas, she left her job. Right. And so if she's looking for another job, she says the same thing to me, Judy, I have to go online and I have to look and, you know, nobody knows all my experience and all that I've done. And I say, you've got to just go knock on the door and walk in. I'm sorry. You've got to do something. (laughs) Well, you know, Linda, I I have told Mary that for several years for summer jobs, I said, because she will tell me, and this is part of what you were talking about earlier, Linda, with the brainwashing that's going on at college mm-hmm. to some degree. I was, I've been telling her for years, if you can't reach them through email, because that age group believes you don't go door to door, you don't knock on the door, you don't just show up in person. She thought that was the most ludicrous idea she'd ever heard. And I said, <laughs> Mary, I said, just like Judy was saying, and like what you're both saying, these, this is perfect, that those are things that we have known that work. You, they, the future employer needs to see you, know who you are, present yourself in the best way, which cannot be transmitted through a piece of paper or email. And the fact, Judy, that you started out, you know, stop filling stock and moving your way up, that's the way it used to be. And that's the way companies became proud of what they do and employees became proud of the companies and you have you have stock literally in the company because you you know it inside and out and your employer has someone who knows the business inside and out and that is a value that just can't it's not replaceable why would you want to replace someone like that so to tell my daughter you know what if you really want this job take the resume to the door. And even if you can't see that person, you have met the gatekeeper who knows you. And I trust me, it will make a difference, but they're being told, Oh, that's not how you do it. Everything is being all, all applications are online. And they, and she even the local place for a summer job, she has the mindset of, well, that's not how you do it anymore. You, you graduate from high school. you have to do it all electronically with no human interaction. And I don't know how an employer employs people that way. It's, it's not only sad, I think it's wrong and detrimental to the whole workforce. Ooh, I'm yeah. getting uppity. I'm getting all uppity. Yeah. I'd go find out who that person was in HR and I'd figure out where they go to lunch and go sit next to them. <laughs> yeah. See, that's exactly. exactly it. That's, that is exactly what you do. And, um, 
and you, you know, you bring them up. I, I remember when I was, when I was, tr- I was trying to figure out how am I going to, how am I going to get my resume into the hands I wanted? At this point, I was trying to sell um, glasses, eyeglasses, right? Frames. And what I did was I was trying to send my resume into these companies. And again, I didn't have the college degree, right? So I took my resume and I designed it in a way that it looked, the whole thing looked like the eye chart, oh, you know, yeah. the pyramid oh, eye chart. You. <laughs> okay. Where it gets, you know, yeah. smaller and smaller. And um, the whole resume was like that. And I, and I went to, they had um, whatever the vendor, the vendor convention that was in Lansing and I got all dressed up and I took my resume there and I started to hand it out to the companies and they loved it. But wow. just like you said, Linda, you have to do something that makes yourself stand out. You have to overcome that, the automation, I think. And, they and don't the, the other point, that, do they? They don't teach that to your kids no, in college. No, no, no. That's where no. we parents we, come in. It's true. And, and, um, but it takes a lot. And I don't know this, if this happens to you, Becky, but uh, it takes a lot because, you know, trying to tell them what to do, they think you don't know that you're old, right? Yes. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about, right? And it's like, no, I know what I'm talking about. Trust me, just yeah. try it once. But, and then I look at, at my nephew, Bradley, and I'm so proud of him he did not go to college. He actually went into welding and he went into the whole apprentice program. That boy brings home, you know, 120 grand a year now. He, he's, he's doing fabulously. And I think, okay, so here you have these kids that owe 120 grand when they get out, if they're lucky, they're going to make 35, right? Right. And he doesn't owe anything. He's a welder. But like you said, our society kind of looks down their nose at the trades. And I don't really understand it. It's well, this I, elitist mentality that I think the universities are perpetuating. Yeah. And yeah. I have more to say on that in just a second. Yeah. Listen to the Ladies of Liberty sound off on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. My fellow Americans, you've watched for decades as radical Marxists have systematically taken over some of our nation's most cherished institutions. Well, AmericaOutloud.com is fighting back with one of the fastest growing conservative media networks in the world, featuring some of the nation's most influential experts and commentators. Join us, we're in this together, and we consider you part of our family in our crusade to share the news, commentary, and agenda that can lead America back again. It is a fight for the soul of humanity. America Out Loud Talk Radio is the voice of liberty and justice for all. Well, I'm just loving this subject. There's so much to talk about and so much more that our youth could be doing. So I have a couple of friends. My son's friend 
he decided to go into uh, electrical in the way of like the, the guys that work on transformers and the big wiring, you know, um, for, for mm-hmm. on the poles and things. This guy went and he, he took that apprenticeship and he's making over $200,000 a year. So he didn't go to college to do this and he didn't, you know, have to go through having a lot of debt, but yet he's got a skill that he acquired and he is in demand and he's making really good money. And now he's going to buy his first house at a young age. I have another friend who uh, is the son of one of my best friends who got out of the military and was in California and just didn't know what he wanted to do with his life, but he didn't feel that he wanted to go to college, but really had no idea what he wanted to do. So uh, he came out here actually about six months ago and he stayed with us for a while. And my husband introduced him to our local police chief and sheriff and we asked around to our community what you know any any kind of jobs that might be of interest and both the police chief and the sheriff said hey i've got an opening in my department one opening at the police department was for a dispatcher and the other opening was for a corrections officer at the local jail um and and we're in a pretty nice community so our local jail is not you know kind of a really bad place so He applied for both jobs. He thought both sounded interesting. He applied for both and he became the number one guy on both of their lists. So now you got the police chief and the sheriff who both want him. And he took the corrections job. So he's got his first job. His starting pay was $60,000 to your point, Judy, of people coming out of college, owing all this money, making 35,000. Starting pay was 60,000. He's only been out here six months, he's got a good job. And that's his starting pay, and it'll go up. And he just bought himself a huge, beautiful home, backing up to a golf course, because the homes in Texas are cheaper than other areas. And I mean, this guy is on his way in life, and he could not be more excited. No college education, the training is on the job. And he's loving, loving, loving it. So there's options to everything. And people need to understand that that college is not the only option. And even though some things like, obviously, if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, you have to go to college. But I'm also with you, Becky, on doing the thing where you go to community college first and you don't need to spend this kind of money. I don't know why kids feel like they have to go into this four-year university at such a cost when you can take all of your undergrad things at a far cheaper price. That's what I did. And I didn't miss a step in my education doing that. So I don't know why we're so sold on giving them all this money. I think that we should rebel and not do it. And the system has to change because this is, it's out of control and we spend way too much. And what we're getting is not worth what we're paying for. And the waste in those college, those UC systems is horrendous. Absolutely agree. 
I don't know how that change is going to happen because the social stigma is really strong. And I have to admit here, I have fallen prey to it myself because our daughter's only been in college two years. And when she graduated high school, wasn't really sure what she wanted to go into. At the time, her passion was theater and teaching. So she found a university that specialized in theater education so she could end up graduating and then teaching theater and directing plays. However, our suggestion was if you're not 100% sure with what you really want to do, save the money and go to the community college to get your English, math, science taken care of, save a lot of money, which doesn't really register in their heads because they can't fathom that kind of money. But there's a social stigma that I actually fell prey to as well. And my first thought was, oh, send her to a community college? Well, after she graduates from there, and if she doesn't go on to a four-year degree, then how in the world is she ever going to get a job? Because there is a mindset in society that unless you have a four-year degree, your education isn't worth as much as those with the four-year degree. And if, if it's a fact that the universities have done such a good job at convincing us all that just that sheepskin from that university gets you in the door to the elite places, then literally the wool has been pulled over our eyes. And I think we're finally seeing that. Don't you, Judy? Well, I do. It, it is, though, because I fell prey to it also uh, in, in, with, with Gabby, for sure. I, I thought that, gosh, I, I, don't, I didn't want her to go to a community college first. And part of it was I wanted her to have the social uh, maturity that you get when you, you know, to, when you move into the dorms and you have to share a small space with somebody, you do learn a lot about compromise and, uh, you know, problem solving and the, the whole, like you said, the whole social structure of freshman year, sophomore year in the dorms and then making friends and finding a, a place off campus and it's it's all, it, that is all part of the education I think I and I didn't have that I went to a small community college and so there was something inside me that was saying oh you have to you got to go to a state university or a you know the, the state college and I I don't I don't know how we get away from that you know I, um, I don't feel that I was, same pressure like that. So it's interesting that that you both feel that. And I never felt that with with my kids at all. But but then again, I I I just have a different mindset about college, I guess. But Becky, I'm wondering if your daughter could not, in this time where things are not going so well with the online learning, could she not get some sort of a, a job, even if it was a volunteer job at some local theater company, doing whatever, just getting involved, however, and learning ropes that you can't learn in college and learning hands-on that you can't learn in college. And, you know, from those relationships, 
come bigger relationships. Like somebody knows somebody and let me introduce you to this person and that person. And, um, you know, it, it, there's just so many opportunities out there. If you step outside that university box and you widen your horizons, my husband, you know, he just wrote a couple of fiction books. He's, he's written nonfiction before, but he just, and it's hard to uh, get them known, right? It's hard for people to know that the books are out there and they're really, really good books. And, you know, just, just by using other people and talking to other people, we actually found two people that we are seven steps from Kevin Bacon or whatever it is from our movie producers that both have the books in their hands right now. And, but it takes a little bit of legwork, but you can do those things. And that's what, that's what I think that we should teach our kids, get out and do something to get your career, you know, um, kickstarted. And you can always go back and take those classes, but at least get something going. Then you'll see if you like that kind of career, you'll, you'll get advice from other people that are actually doing it. And I I think that that would be so beneficial. Absolutely. And, and that actually is something that is currently happening as of yesterday, interestingly enough, because of people that she knows, someone has approached her about, and we don't know yet if it is a paid position or not paid position, but they're looking to have her use those skills at a place of business, which is incredibly cool and she's excited about. However, at the moment, finding a place that she could use those talents is currently not an option because all theater productions have shut down since last April. And so there isn't any place that she can go to do that. But you're, as far as networking, absolutely. That's imperative, especially in that field. And as far as I'm concerned, in almost any field, who you know makes all the difference in the world. I, wouldn't, I would not be doing what I'm doing if it weren't for the people that I knew. And, and that's huge. So Linda, to your point, that is an absolutely important and wonderful aspect of finding finding your way and having other people help you get there there's no shame there's no there's no embarrassment about any of that it's that's how things can work in the best of ways it's the social stigma that there is very much alive and well out there about the the under about the under four year degrees and and your point judy the the invaluable experience that they get when they go away to a university setting is tremendous, not only in the living in residence halls, but also off campus because that's her situation now. And this girl is just blowing my mind with what she's doing, cooking and she's, hello, she's cleaning. Hello, she's cleaning. (laughs) That's awesome. All those years of me saying, pick up your room, your bathroom, what? And she, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's she's been put in they a situation. They grow up, you know. Yeah, and then and it's important to do that. Now, it's a really expensive thing to do if the degree they end up with is less than the experience that they've received in growing up. 
I don't know. You have to balance that out, but it is, it's a struggle for both parents and kids. And it, it does need to change now. It really, really needs to change. So I got a question. I don't know if you, either of you know the answer, but are colleges and universities tax exempt? I don't know if they are. Are they considered businesses? Or are they considered? I wonder because I, I look at uh, the whole Harvard University situation and I know that they're backed by a $40 billion endowment. Okay. And they took $9 million from the coronavirus relief package. Can you believe that? Yeah, they can never get enough money, can they? I know. No. But who, I, I who, don't, man, then, who, who oversees how they spend that money? I got right. your That's the question. The answer is, quote, the vast majority of public and private universities and colleges are tax exempt entities. So here they are. <laughs> they're taxed. They don't pay any taxes. They've increased their the cost of the product that they're selling us by 50% and they haven't increased the quality of the product. There is absolutely no oversight whatsoever. I think. Well, but listen, listen to why they're tax exempt. It says, quote, because of their educational purposes, purposes that the federal government has long recognized as fundamental to fostering the productive and civic capacity of its citizens. So they're supposed <laughs> but, to be- but they're- Filling, they're supposed to be filling our youth with information and educate them to the degree that they will go out into society and make society even better. Even better and productive and be yes. able to support themselves and, and contribute to society, but they're not doing that anymore, are they? And no, if I they think were pockets so are sure. getting lined. Yeah, if they were so sure about the product that they are selling, then they should not be paid until that product is delivered. Well, shouldn't the I federal, agree? Shouldn't the federal government have some some ways of determining whether or not this is actually happening? The federal government the can't do it in its own self, much less in in colleges. I mean, this is there are no checks it's and balances. It's all part of the swamp. It's it's people that are it is. taking far more money for themselves and for you know their junkets and trips and um, all kinds right. of things that they get out of this money that they get and that they don't have to really explain. And our kids are the ones who suffer for it. So I'm not saying all college is bad, but I think that if college were to do its job the new model of colleges that I've seen coming out will only charge you after you take their program and you succeed at getting the job that you have been basically promised by them. So what, what do you want to do, Mr. Student? And I want to, I want to go into theater. I want to get a job here or there and I want to make this much money, you know, something reasonable, obviously. And they don't charge you until you, accomplish that. And I think that that's perfectly fair because what other thing do you have to pay for out front before you receive any value for it? Yeah, exactly. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. And there's got to be some sort of accountability, some sort of a something. Um, you would think. If, if they're getting right, if they're getting 
obviously, uh, if they're tax exempt and, and then they also get funds from taxpayers, which I know that they do, um, they, they need to be held to a different standard. I think somebody needs to stand up. I think the problem, one of the problems is, is that you have a lot of the politicians uh, that are holding office have graduated from these institutions and our alumni and, and, and they all protect each other. Don't you just hear Michael Douglas's character saying greed is good. Right. I can just see <laughs> yeah, it. I can know. just see it, you know? Well, one thing is that um, if alumni started to pull their money and not donate to these colleges until they changed their act and, until there's more accountability, you would see a big change because alumni money is huge in these colleges. But, you know, until somebody talks with their money, nothing is going to happen. Money wins, doesn't it? <laughs> always. Money Sadly. always wins. Sadly. No, I think that this was an amazingly great subject. And thanks for bringing it to our attention, Becky, because it's, it's an important thing to talk about. And now that we have an administration change and we're going to lose Betsy DeVos, we're going to have to see where we go from there and how long kids are going to have to learn online, for which yeah. I'm insulted that they're paying for. Um, I'm sure that we can think of more on this subject to talk about because it's, it's a big one. Well, ladies, that's a wrap. One more step for womankind. 